0: Hey there, what's going on? And thank you for tuning into episode 99 of the While We Were Working show. This show is all about the community of people who empower everyone to show up and be their best self at work. And speaking of at work, I am your co-host here, Joey Price, a founder of Jumpstart. And as always, I'm joined with my awesome co-host, Summer Ketron, who's our consulting practice manager here. We've got a fun show. We're going to talk about of all things Taylor Swift and how she might be the CEO of the year. And we'll switch it into we'll switch gears. Kinda of have a fun episode and a series, these two. Uh, we're gonna talk about HR's role and there is war breaking out across the globe. Maybe some of the things that you should be seeing from your HR department or from those leaders who take on HR responsibilities without having HR department. So Summer, are you ready to get into it?
1: I'm ready, Joey. You know me. I could not be more excited to talk about Mrs. Swift, I'm a huge fan myself, and certainly she's had a stellar year. So I think it makes for a great topic of discussion for today's show.
0: Yeah, so let's get into it. So while we're working, it's our segment where we talk about trends, articles, news updates that you may not have been able to pay attention to. Why? Because you were so busy working. And now I know you have not been so busy working that you have no idea who Taylor Swift is or what kind of year she's had. But we found this interesting article from Inc.com written by James Rake, And he says, Taylor Swift is CEO of the year. Here's why. Now, I'm not going to start this off because Summer is the biggest Taylor Swift fan that I know. So Summer, what stood out to you in this article? Why is Taylor the CEO of the year?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, Joey. I could not be more excited than to find a way Uh, to integrate talking about my my girl Taylor in today's podcast and you know it's uh, not only been a stellar career but it's been a phenomenal year for T-Swift and her Swifties. I mean first uh, you know you have her hugely successful tour that actually got extended. You have a massive box office success that's also broken records plus you know, who could ignore that she also has a pretty famous boyfriend right now. But right. I think beyond all of this, Joey, you can't argue that she is a phenomenal successful business person. And she just didn't get there by accident. And so I thought this was a really cool article. Um, you know, Taylor Swift being CEO of the year and, and why was a really great discussion topic. Because, you know, we focus on leadership and inspiring others. And, I mean, what, what a better, you know, comparison or what a better story to kind of talk about.
0: Yeah. Taylor's having uh, a year of years. I mean, I can't deny that she's just hit, had win after win after win. And I remember in, uh, I believe it was April when her Heiress tour sort of kicked off. I had the pleasure of hosting a keynote or delivering a keynote for our friends at Paycor, and uh, one of the prizes was a giveaway of some taylor swift tickets to the show in in cincinnati and it was so cool i got to actually embed uh taylor swift and artificial intelligence and future of work all in one keynote so Taylor is is winning all around in all the areas that I care about: HR, music, the NFL. So she's even winning in sports. Uh, so I, yeah, I think from a brand brand recognition perspective, no one's doing it. No one's doing it like Taylor. And uh, yeah, I've got some other things too that I could I could talk about. Uh, sort of just how I think she's just winning in general. Because when you think about Taylor, uh, as a CEO, right. I'd like to think about her leadership style because she, the way she manages her brand and her music rights and her public image, you know, she's got not only the Swifties, but she's got a pretty strong leadership uh, acumen uh, of the Swiftie brand and of the eras towards going on to gross, you know, uh, in the billions of dollars and, uh, even the the fed has talked about the economic impact of taylor swift and and her tour and that's not that's that is a very significant thing you know i think the other thing too is just uh she has this errors tour right and and summer correct me if i'm wrong but with that she's been able to adapt her music to meet the times the trends uh maybe looking back at her life and uh just kind of the the style of music that's happening now. I mean, you know, she had she famously, you know, had some collabs with groups that were big or singers that were big in the in the mid 2010s. But now this year, I saw her on stage with Ice Spice, and so you know, she's adaptable, right? She's staying relevant. She's got uh, a pulse on who are the hot artists and who should have the privilege of being on her stage, and so. I just think it's pretty cool that she is uh definitely a role model for women, uh, as a as a father, but also just all of us, quite frankly. She's doing a lot of things right and we can all learn a lot a lot from her. So I think that uh the author of this article is on to something and, and Taylor's really on to something too. She's she's killing it.
1: Yes, I, I think kind of taking us back a little bit to some of the article, Joey, the you know, the kind of overarching message is when it comes to Taylor, she has always had a purpose um, that has driven her decisions, that has driven her life and her career. And, you know, even in, if you kind of go back to some of the interviews from when she was very, very young, her purpose was, you know, ultimately to find her place in the world. and. Like, how relatable of a purpose is that, right? Like, I feel like as we're all growing up, we're all kind of going through that discovery. And, you know, as she's coming up in her career, and as she's growing, she has helped to empower others to better understand their lives and their purpose. And when, you know, you think about the responsibilities of a CEO um, and mm-hmm you know, how to make those connections, you know, Taylor has such a deep connection to her fan base. And, you know, when we communicate our personal stories, and that's exactly what Taylor does through her music to her fans, you know, she is building that engagement. She is building that shared purpose. And, you know, there's no doubt that when you reach those levels of engagement, whether it's with your fan base or with it's with your team, you are now you know, fully engaged, driven towards the same purpose. And that is, you know, ultimately, as a leader, what we aim to achieve. So, you know, I think the article says it well, and, and, you know, it mentions that, you know, communicating our personal stories and lessons, it is essential to building that engaged, uh, building engagement and that shared purpose at work. Um, And then it also goes on to share some advice that I agree with, which is, you know, if you're a leader, um, a CEO trying to lead disengaged employees, live your purpose in a manner that brings value to your employee's purpose. And, you know, if you're an employee and your purpose doesn't fit with your current work, like, it's really important to find another situation where it does. Yeah. To me, that was a really powerful message. And I think it kind of goes back to the very, very, very beginning and kind of the center of everything um, that is Taylor Swift worthy of being CEO of the year.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you 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 use a word that more and more employees are uh tapping into uh these days, and that's purpose, right? And so uh, if you are listening to this and or watching, and you're like, "How do I help people tap into their purpose?" You know, you got to look at developing really good relationships with your team, and and being able to have that trust where if you ask them, "Hey, what's your purpose?" or "What do you enjoy about working here?" You know, they'll give you an honest answer, and uh, honest to say that they love it, and maybe honest to say that they don't. So. I think we can learn a lot from Miss Swift and the book is still being written on her impact on music, uh, business, uh, culture. So, you know, my hat goes off to, to Taylor Swift and to the Swifties and, you know, I feel like one, one day we've got to do a course on like Taylor Swift's, uh, CEO style and how it'll help improve engagement. I don't know. I'm just, i But this has been a, a fun, a fun topic. Uh, Summer, you have any closing words you want to share on this, or, or
1: no? No, I, I think it was, you know, kind of a, a, kind of a cool topic to pull into, you know, the situations and and really discussions that we have here with organizations on a regular basis, and uh, I think. As you mentioned, Joey, there's still, the the story still being written. I think there will still be much to learn, uh, but there's definitely been some takeaways for us. So yeah, so fun topic to chat about. And I know we've got a pretty serious topic coming up and, and you know, it's time for us to shift gears, but in the essence of, you know, being timely, I think it's important that, you know, we we do talk about some of these difficult conversations that are coming, you know, coming up in our everyday work. Yeah. And also, know, yeah. the questions that I, I'm hearing from, you know, friends, colleagues, and also from our listeners.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and, and members of our community uh, who might not uh, have HR in their organization or just haven't quite worked with us yet, you know, we do offer the skills to help make your brand more attractive and engaging and more, more swift, I should say. And we do that by way of subscription services, prepaid package hours, and even just, you can pick up the phone and call us uh, for a a coaching call. So we've got a list of services that you can check out on our website and learn more about how we can help your brand stand out and succeed in this new, new world of, of work. Um, Alright, let's let's go ahead and, and switch gears. Let's jump into Consultants Quarter. And if you have a question for us to tackle in a future consultants corner, reach out to us at hello at jumpstart-hr.com. And we would be more than happy to incorporate that in our in our next uh 99 episodes. Um, so so we've got a topic here that is quite frankly uh extremely polarized we want to talk about we won't specifically talk about the war in in israel between hamas and uh, the israeli forces because there's also the war in ukraine between russia and the ukraine and uh, there are other uh conflicts and uh disagreements happening all across the globe so as we are heading into a uh, Quite frankly, in the midst of a season of global conflict and unrest, we thought it would be a good idea to help you unpack what's HR's role in navigating uh, crisis such as uh, war and conflict. This is incredibly important because there are a few there are a few aspects to this, right? One is the fact that. You may have a workforce or supply chain that can be impacted by uh, by conflict. You might have customers and uh, your employees may have loved ones who are in areas of conflict. You can have um, expansion goals in, in areas that might be facing conflict. So as much as we may like to think that Our world is only, you know, within the context of the United States. There is, we are more connected to global partners, global friends, global supply chain than we might, we might know. And so we have a few ideas that we want to share and I'll let Summer share her ideas first, and then I will share some of mine because we want to kind of give you some perspective on how to navigate HR's response to warfare in the world. So, Summer, what are what are some things that we should be thinking about when and if uh, we find ourselves immersed in
1: conflict? Yes, thanks, Joey. And you know, no doubt, this is a difficult topic, and I think that it's important for us to discuss on the show simply because. As I'm talking with other leaders, I have heard that they have been struggling lately with trying to figure out what do they say, when do they say it, how much do they say, how little do they say. And I think we talked about it on a prior episode about like just kind of the overarching importance of organizations determining their messaging with, you know, certain things that may happen in the world or in the news. And, you know, I think this one we're going to be diving in a little more specific, relevant to, you know, kind of the, the current climate, because what I'm finding is that organizations that maybe have taken a little bit of a quieter approach to these are at a point to where they're like, okay, like our employees are very clear. They expect us to say something. So what does that something look like in terms of a kind of a framework? for these communications. I think, as you mentioned, Joey, first and foremost is identifying, you know, do you have any staff or individuals uh, within your organization who um, are in immediate danger, right? Certainly that needs to be the priority to making sure that uh, those individuals are assisted immediately. Once you ensure that your team um, is safe and or there are plans to get them to safety. I think it's important to then communicate to the rest of your team that that has been done, right? So they're not worried about their friends, their colleagues. But then um, also uh, the first piece is getting out a message as soon as practically possible. Um, I've seen companies do this extremely well and I've seen others really struggle because there's several layers of uh, internal uh you know, process that the messaging has to go through. And I I recognize why that exists, but I also think there's, um, in these times, a little bit of a balance that needs to be had. Uh, so, you know, balancing kind of the approval process with the need to expedite, I think is super important. And that's exactly what I'm hearing from employees right now.
0: Okay. Now, talk to me a little bit about kind of the the practical side of things for employees who are uh, working and feeling impacted in some way or another. Are there resources that employers can offer or are currently offering, but they might need to refresh or things like EAPs or mental health resources? Could you talk about that?
1: Yeah, sorry, Joey, our video there was uh, was paused for a moment. But yes, depending on the organization, it there could be a variety of different options available to team members. But I think, you know, first, I would encourage um, all organizations to, you know, look at what type of support they have in place for their team members. And if they don't have something to really be thinking about an EAP or providing some sort of mental health and or, um, support programs because team members need it. Um, I think it's the, the world is not getting any easier to navigate, but beyond that, I would also mention making sure that team members, um, are aware of your time off policies and in, um, some cases organizations may even extend additional time off depending on. Uh, the company. So I've seen recently some companies providing um, additional days off that they didn't originally have on their time off schedule. And it's for team members to kind of take a pause, you know, to put mental health um, as, you know, kind of the only thing that they need to worry about at this point in time. And then, you know, kind of come back after a couple of days of really focusing on themselves to then pick up in, you know, kind of what is the, you know, kind of the the next steps for them in coming back to work and, you know, uh, starting to move forward in a way that feels, you know, feels a little bit better to them. But it's really identifying what your team members need and doing your best to try to meet their needs. And it it can vary depending on your workforce. Uh, So it's important to you know, kind of keep your ears close to the ground and talk to team members to understand what that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's team members. It's, uh, team members who may be thinking about their family members, whether it's, uh, families, uh, family members, um, in a crisis, in a conflict area, or even, you know, gosh, if you have a, a, a team member whose son or daughter comes home and it's like, Hey, what is going on? And, now your team member is like, well, I've got to explain global conflict to my my child. You know that can weigh on people, and so it's important to make sure that you have these resources and you're chatting and building and having that trusting relationship. Where at the end of the day, you said it with with point one is that mental health is the most important aspect of this, making sure people. Have the psychological safety and um, and have a clear mind to to move forward in um, engaging with this topic in a healthy way, but also uh, maintaining their their responsibilities to your organization. And so it's a it's a bit of a give and take that you should you should have. Another thing is to uh, stay close to developing news, right? So uh, realizing that. At a moment's notice, uh, something can come out from a politician or social media, even. And that's not to say to stay glued to your phone or glued to the TV. I think it actually would be a little unhealthy to uh, just focus on the 24 7 news cycle, but definitely make sure that you're aware of the latest that's happening. And so maybe that's um, scheduling. Alerts from news outlets that you trust, and social sites that share news that you trust, uh, but just having a way to uh, be caught up on on the list.
1: Yes, I I do think that's really important because just as we emphasized the necessity to respond swiftly to initial messaging, the same applies for anything significant that may occur after the fact. So, it's kind of like, oh, almost uh, somewhat of a restart in that regard. I think one of the other items, Joey, that I felt was really important in these situations is to find a way that feels appropriate to simply remind team members of the, you know, organization's commitment um, to prevent uh, harassment and discrimination. Because, you know, when it comes to different countries at war, um, it can sometimes become tense issue between um, individuals of different groups. And that can become an issue at work. So I think, you know, just kind of reminding individuals of the company's commitment and what's not permitted um, is important to, you know, helping those that may feel like they are a potential target um, that the company doesn't allow it, uh, and is prepared to take action if that is occurring.
0: Yeah, and and honestly, that type of leadership starts with having role models in the organization. I was going to say, you know, executive leaders, but really and truly, at all levels. Uh, having individuals who will reinforce that message of anti-harassment and uh, zero tolerance for discrimination. It's totally understandable that if you are uh, tied in some way to a conflict that's happening and there is a other side, right? It's very, very understandable to have the emotions and Feelings that come about because of that. I would just say, in addition to those feelings, which are real and I would never tell you to avoid, um, think about how we show up at work and uh, how our words and actions can have ripple effects beyond the conflict. And it could impact the relationships we have with team members who may have family members experiencing the other side of a conflict. And so to the degree that you are able to be a role model, I think is super important. If you are struggling with that, you should reach out to to HR, reach out to help. We are able to provide those services if, if you do not have that ready on your team. But if you do, it's incredibly important to tap into that, that type of, the type of support. No one's a no one's a hero. No one's a role model all by themselves, and so it, it does take little help to process things. But with with that being said, too, I want to sort of just recap maybe some main takeaways for HR's response uh, to warfare in the world. So we had mentioned communication, making sure that HRs proactively communicating with employees and uh, expressing sympathy and empathy and sharing updates. Uh, It's important to have safety protocols. So uh, with respect to, for example, if you travel in or through or around areas of conflict, uh, what are the best practices for navigating that? And maybe, quite frankly, canceling plans or uh, ensuring people can evacuate safely. Some are mentioned mental health support, you know, by way of EAPs and uh, health benefits. Um, so you know, recognize that the situation could be traumatic, and ensure that you have access to counseling services or mental health supports for employees who could be uh, affected directly or indirectly. Part of part of that too was uh, flexible working arrangements, if if possible and necessary, offering flexible work arrangements such as remote work or adjusted hours for employees who might be impacted or feel unsafe commuting. We have seen in uh, cities across the U.S., there have been you know, protests or demonstrations, and not everyone feels safe riding public transportation or commuting through streets uh, during those times. So making sure that you're offering those arrangements, making sure you stay informed, so following the latest news and updates to ensure that you can make the best decisions with the latest information. And we ended with uh, avoiding discrimination, so making sure that your team is clear on its anti-harassment and and anti-discrimination policies. But another thing that we would add and maybe consider is training and workshops. So maybe you should think about considering organizing workshops on conflict resolution, stress management, cultural sensitivity, so that your employees are equipped to navigate these challenging times with new skills. We offer uh, DEI coaching. We offer cultural sensitivity training. We offer DISC assessment to help your employees understand how to best communicate with one another. And so we are a resource for your team. And these are some of the things that you should be looking for from your HR team or whether they're in the office or a, a partner like ours to help take your complete to the next level in the midst of crisis. So we had a great episode today on one end celebrating, you know, the icon that is Taylor Swift. And then we also talk about the importance of having a visible presence of HR in times of conflict contention. So this has been a, a great episode summer as always thanks for your uh, partnership in this and making sure it's uh, a great episode time in and time out and until next time we'll see you later have a great week
1: thank you